Hey, what's up? This is Logan, and I am here with Madison. Hello. And welcome to the Sad Melon Podcast, episode two. All right, so today we're here with our first guest of the podcast, um, but this guest is going to be with us forever. Uh, we're here with our producer, Dean. How's it going? Excellent. Dean, tell us what you do. I'm the uh, audio guy for uh, Sad Melon Media. I kind of started this with uh, Logan and Madison. I don't even remember what day it was now, and it's not that long. I'm going to be December 7th. Now. December 7th? Is that what it was? No, the day? The 4th. It was nah, December 4th. I don't remember. December. So, uh, yeah, me and Dean met at our job, and um, it just so happened at that time, we were really starting to uh, get going on pre-production for Benedictus. We didn't really contact Dean for the first go-around, did we? No. No. Well, yeah, the so first go-around was just a Yeah, the first go-around was a disaster. Altogether. Well, if you want my point of view on the whole thing. Uh, and we do. So when this whole thing happened, basically... For Benedictus? My, yeah, or just not even Benedictus, just like meeting you and uh, working with you. And when we found out, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for people to work on this movie that I'm doing over the summer. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. I'll t- I'm totally down. Like, I want to learn anything I can. And uh, I was like, oh, cool, man, cool. <laughs> and then... That's how we talk, dude. That's the perfect... <laughs> yeah. That's a perfect impression. Wow. So... I hear nothing. For, <laughs> oh, and I'm no. like, oh my dude, God. okay, before you even started saying that, I was afraid that that's what you were going to say. It's, is that it's no big deal. I mean, it happens all the time, you know, working in like creative stuff, especially yeah. when you're first starting out because a lot of people have really big ambitions and ideas, and a lot of the time that falls through. Yeah. Like really fast. I can definitely say with confidence out of the three of us most ambitious person on the entire planet like yes no judging yes <laughs> <laughs> um but so i didn't really think much of it i thought okay you know it this happens. kid wants to shoot a movie yeah right no it was more like eh, you know it, it's a thing yeah. it happens it's no big deal uh i'll get over it and find something else maybe down the line something will come up and we might make something I ran into foreshadowing. Logan. Yeah, <laughs> foreshadowing. Holy God. So I ran into Logan again. I was editing at the school we both go to, working on a school project. And uh, I don't go there anymore. No, he doesn't go there anymore. I still do. All right. So I was editing this uh, project for school. Um, Logan walked past to go to one of his classes uh, that was inside the editing lab. And, you know, I. And I was like, hey, man, long time no see, because we weren't working together at that point. And, uh, you know, I started chit-chatting. And I'm a, I was a little bit farther ahead in the program than he was. So he hadn't started working on a lot of editing. It, it was mostly writing, uh, which is a skill they want you to get down before you even start shooting. So while I was uh, working on the editing, he was asking me about all sorts of stuff that I was, you know, doing for the school, and et cetera, et cetera. We ran into each other probably three or four more times that way. Yeah, week, yeah. Um, where he'd walk by and be like, hey, man, what's up? Oh, hey, so yeah. good to see you. And eventually, he still had my number, so he reached out to me and said, like, hey, do you want to do this movie that I had told you about? 
Uh, and this was what a year after you had first told me about it. Yeah, pro- it was probably pretty close to and a about year. a half a year. Yeah, after we were supposed to initially shoot. Uh, and he said that I need uh like an audio guy because yeah. I told him I'd do anything. So um, we shot on Benedictus. Yeah, and it went well. Uh, it was a little goofy. It was very goofy, super like guerrilla filmmaking, like very much like learn as you go. Oh, definitely. Like 1000%. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff looking back. I immediately about audio that I thought I knew and I kind of knew, but I would just mess up the entire time I was on there. Oh, I think for all of us, it was all this, just the biggest learning experience. And if we all were to do it again, the outcome would be so different. It would be not exaggerating a hundred times better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, like you're like, we're in the process still of like post-production for Benedictus. Yeah. That's on me. My bad. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm just afraid to tackle it because of that first scene is just so awful for me. Cause I had forgotten almost everything about (laughs) audio equipment except the absolute bare basics. And so I look at it and it's, garbage and i can't understand what people are saying <laughs> and i'm like i can fix this yeah. but it's gonna get, take me 20 something hours to oh fix. yeah um, um but like like when you go through that you just have those moments where you're like man like yeah it's so easy to beat yourself up right like i just i want to give you guys a picture of the iconic moment <laughs> that i had with logan that really encapsulates everything we're talking about right now Which is, I'm recording with the boom mic. We're doing a scene where people are walking towards the camera. And then Logan has to move around them and get behind them. You know, decent camera move. And both of us were so on completely different levels of where we needed to be. (laughs) That at least three times he would walk around them and see me. And I'd see his face just make the, ah, crap looking face. You know, just... Like immediate cringe on his yeah. face as soon as I got into frame. He but wouldn't also, tell us. that was mostly a cringe on like, oh no, I I broke my own like one eighty degree rule or whatever. Like it was mostly like cringe on on my part, like because I knew I never communicated Ever. that to the rest of the crew, Ever. and so it was just something I did just and right there. And we're in woods, so it's not like oh, it's an open field, we can just move. No, no, we are in between there's, there's tree like, trunks. Like, there's a thorn branch <laughs> yes. literally right. Oh next yeah, to I got us. cut on my face that day because <laughs> I was trying to get out of a shot. Yeah, it's uh, it was something. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so that was that was the biggest, like the f- first project we ever worked on together. And despite everything I just said about it, it was a blast. It was so oh. fun. Yeah, I always, I keep saying like, oh, we'll do a Benedictus episode. But it really was uh, really fun and uh, just a great experience. And I think it was a good jumping off point for the three of us to, because after that, we immediately wanted to work together again which i think was you know fantastic like it i i didn't hate working with dean and <laughs> I'm, I'm sure yeah you know. it took way too long to work again together it, yeah but, it did uh, it did um uh, we can talk about that too if you want to yeah the documentary so there's a documentary we worked on it it is on youtube uh, i believe you can just search up hardcore at the central arts um yeah directed by chris risler uh it was an experience this was probably the fourth thing I've shot that wasn't related to school. It was also 
very like interesting to me how I got the position there uh, because yeah, same for me. Honestly, I just got a message like, well, "Hey, go ahead." Yeah, uh, he had. I I gave well, like you kind of got that because I had told him uh, about you, so it was kind of like that referral thing. It was like he had found me from somebody else, um, which is crazy. It was also one of the guys we worked on uh, Benedictus with, right? Yeah, yeah, Bailey. Yeah. So they had known each other, which is crazy. And then Bailey had given him my name, which is crazy. And then I was like, hey, hit up Dean. Dean is great. He's so fun to work with, all this stuff. So, um, and that really brought us together because um, it was kind of like the first day of school showing up on that shoot. It was like, where yeah. are my friends at? Like, where's their table? Yeah. And uh, working on that, uh, it was like night and day working mm-hmm. with Logan than it was to everybody else on there. And I don't mean that these people were, you know, bad at everything they were doing. We're yeah, all no. learning. It's just that Logan and I kind of like clicked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every- you you know, notice a difference when us three are not working together. Yeah. Like you just... It's it's way more fun. Magic. Yeah, it's <laughs> way more fun to work with Logan and Madison. And I got to see Madison again on the third day of that shoot because she showed up. Uh, and I she was showed up ready. Yeah, I was super excited for that too because <laughs> Madison was probably the biggest savior of that first Benedictus shoot. Yeah, uh, where things oh were going. <laughs> don't worry, we're talking <laughs> real nice things, but yeah, things were going real sour, and she definitely saved the whole project by yeah. getting everybody back in focus. Uh, but just the perfect like epitome of structure. Yeah, definitely, and that's something that is really hard to find. Yeah really really hard to find because a lot of people don't want to tread on somebody else's toes if they don't know what they're doing and they want to be nice and make friends so i don't care about being nice <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> in, in the best way possible though. <laughs> yes but in the best way possible yeah. <laughs> to where you're not afraid to tell somebody they're doing something stupid yeah instead of just going oh well you can figure it out yeah uh, she really knows how to capture like like the the essence of knowing like what the end goal needs to be. And she's not worried about feelings because she knows there's a task at hand that needs to be attained. Oh, like, guys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We're just No, we want to we want to <laughs> brag on Madison, you know. It's it the whole yeah. so far has been us talking about how we met each other, but Yeah. I got to tie Madison in there because oh. Yeah, of course. I wouldn't be here without her either. And so I I want to say something real quick. So like jokingly when we were doing the documentary, we had pulled you aside and we were like, Dean, let's start a production company. And I think at that point it all was so like, ha ha. Yeah. Right. That will never happen. Like, you know? And so then, but I think that really planted the seed in all of us. That was like, we could actually make this work. And so like a little catalyst. Yeah. Yeah, A very small catalyst. Um, But yeah. And so that project really kind of solidified our ability to work together as a team um, and, and I think really helped show us like and what we're capable of. I want to add on to uh, the, let's start a production company, ha ha ha. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that I've run into that as soon as they start working on something in media, mm-hmm. they think they're the best. They think yeah. they are the golden child, the number one producer of something, or they know how to do it better than anybody else that they work with. And the three of us, I don't want to talk, speak for myself too much. Yeah. But I feel like we're definitely like, like there's a lot to learn. 
There's a lot to be practiced. We're hungry, but we're not, you know. Yeah, we're not sitting here saying we are the best and we know more than anybody else in the business. We're saying, hey, we're new. We want to learn. Give us anything that we can sink our teeth into and we'll learn from that. Oh, absolutely. Like we shot a quinceanera. Like <laughs> yeah, that's true. not something I would just like. That was also seek. a very interesting one for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another, hey, I'll show up. I'll do anything. Show Man. up and, okay. okay, so this is what's going on. We're shooting this quinceanera. Also, everything needs to be recorded, and we haven't really thought about how we're doing that. <laughs> it was it was a little jarring, but I got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, took a little bit, but uh, dude, like Dean is very good at what he does. Oh, the best. obviously, if you listen to episode one, he's great. <laughs> but Dean is so funny. Like your approach to editing is just hilarious to me. Because literally, I will be like sweating about shooting about and then like about uh, everything I need to do in post. Like I need to get my cuts. I need to color like I need to do all this. Like this project is massive. And Dean, just like when he edits, he's just like, man, audio is so easy. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not. It is not an easy thing because I tried to do it when I was by myself. And like, it is not easy. Let's be real. Once you learn a little bit of audition, everything becomes so easy in comparison to like... Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, but at the same time, they'll be at the computer for like four hours at a time, just like hunker down, editing. And then all of a sudden you just hear Dean go, ah. Audio is so easy, but like, they've, dude, been we've been working, working on the same hours. thing for four hours, <laughs> and it's not. And that's the mindset we're looking for. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> I want to talk about the experience I had in school that changed my mind on audio. When I was going back to school, I didn't really have like a direction. Um, it was a lot of, I want to do editing because I know I can find a position with editing and it's something that I probably will enjoy. So you weren't even really interested in editing. You were just like, I can probably like be successful in this. So yeah, pretty much Wow. it was better than what I originally went to school for yeah. right out of high school, which was engineering. <laughs> um, and that's a whole can of worms that will open up at some point because right. I, uh, Dean ended up- has lived 12 lives. Yes. It's a the amount of stories he has insane. So, audio. <laughs> I didn't understand how audio worked at all when I went to school. I understood how video worked. It's pretty basic, you know. You capture an image and you move that image so many times that it makes it look like it's moving. But audio, I had no idea how any of that stuff worked. UNT is known. As one of the big schools for jazz. And I needed a credit in place of my science. And what you're supposed to take at every other college I've been to is chemistry. And I had taken chemistry twice and failed it both times. (laughs) I was awful at chemistry. I'm decent at math. I enjoy math. Chemistry, just the letters... Yeah. Mess with Dude, me. Science in general for me is science um, I like. I like science. Yeah, I mean liking it is different than <laughs> being good at it. Being True. good at it. But so I uh I asked my advisor if there were any classes that I could take in place of chemistry. He said, Yeah, we have a class for music majors called Science of Musical Sound. Oh my gosh. And so 
that was a hard class. It was a really hard class, but it kind of intrigued me. It was all about finding resonant frequencies of tubes and strings. And what the Whoa. heck? Yeah. Um, and that was my first semester at UNT. So that kind of like opened the door to like the science of audio is like very interesting to and you. I'll tell you another thing. Nobody else that I have talked to inside of the media arts program has taken that class. <laughs> I wow. don't know why. Interesting. It was extremely helpful in everything I have done in audio. I know general frequencies on where humans hear, what the human voice is the general frequency for, all of these types of things. Yeah, which are like pretty important things when you're capturing audio. Like you need to know that stuff. And you can find them elsewhere. They're briefly mentioned in the class that I just took, the uh, audio production one. They're, they're pretty basic, but yeah, that class is extremely basic as well. So our professor actually took more time to talk about media law than anything else. Mm. Honestly, I didn't really enjoy media law that much. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed that class. I was in the class with a bunch of jazz majors. Mm. And there were three people that were majors other than jazz. And I got paired with those three people. So that kind of like brings it brings the topic around to like like what are your creative interests um like i mean i know you said you watched a lot of movies and stuff and and that's kind of what led you to media arts but so i'm gonna do a cliche answer but i think (laughs) everything yeah you guys (laughs) will understand it too when i say everything interests me everything interests him (laughs) i consume media on a mass scale in comparison to what a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, I will consume media rapidly and avidly. Um, anything and everything. There's a level of, I don't want to say cringe, but I want to say like low budget self-made things that I don't yeah. enjoy, which would be not like movies. Benedictus. But, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm like just kidding. TikTok. Oh, okay. TikTok yeah, yeah. I don't enjoy. But that's because I'm an old man in comparison to these people. <laughs> yeah. At least it feels like it. And nothing against people who use TikTok. It's an outlet that you can be creative in, and that's perfectly fine. There's so many things out there that are super creative. So yeah. speaking of creative outlets that we are into, what are your favorites of 2019, guys? Wow. That's a tough one. Yeah, so honestly, I just want to say... I love movies, but I really did not go out to see a lot of movies this year in 2019. It's getting really expensive to go to the movies. Yeah. Um, it's getting really hard to like find the time to go to the movies. But thankfully, I did get to see Midsummer, and I I love that movie so much. I I love Ari Aster. Um, he's a a big influence in uh in what i try to create and and what i try to consume um so i i really look up to that guy uh loved midsummer um i'm not gonna sit here and give like a a whole review about it but great movie lars von trier's uh antichrist um i saw that for the first time this year um i know that movie came out uh like in 2008 or something like that um 
uh, people have a lot of things to say about that guy and the movies he makes, but yeah, it was an incredible movie. Well, tell me, why did you like it so much then? <laughs> well, obviously, like for for like the obvious reasons of it being like a really messed up movie, um, I just like that kind of stuff. I like stuff that like the general population of people would probably turn down. <laughs> Um, just the like taboo things that are taboo in nature. I I'm really drawn to, um, but honestly, like just the filmmaking style was very much, it was attainable. Honestly, like uh, he used a lot of green screen and a lot of, uh, there was some CGI in, in there that he used, but like a lot of the film was shot handheld and a lot of it was just done in a very like indie filmmaking way. Um, so I liked that. Uh, the storyline was absolutely fantastic. Um, it had like religious allegories and mixed with like gender roles and uh, just a very like art house film that had a lot to say. So I totally missed this movie. I'm definitely gonna have to watch it now based Dude, on your yeah suggestion. So it's it's a, it's very good. There's a lot of scenes in it that are really hard to watch. Um, it's a very visual film. There's genital mutilation in it. Just duly for... noted on that one. Yeah. Wow. So there's there's genital mutilation on more than one like aspect. Oh. So um, for anyone out there that's like, you know, really trusting of what I'm saying about this movie, proceed with caution because it it is honestly um, it tackles a lot of very sensitive sub like subjects, um, but also it is very visual. And uh, there's a lot of blood. So I definitely didn't watch it because I cannot do things like that. But I did watch the beginning scene, which is like a very, very slow motion scene, whatever. It is gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, the prologue is um, it's it's beautiful. And it really it sets the tone for the rest of the movie. Well, obviously, I didn't see the rest of the movie. But I did see that part, and it's beautiful. And if you're cool with gore and you enjoy things that are taboo, I definitely would recommend it because if I wasn't, or if I was capable of consuming that kind of media, I would have loved to watch it, but I just can't. And one more uh, thing of 2019, I guess, uh, or movie of 2019 that I really enjoyed, Uh, it also did not come out in 2019, apparently i just watch movies late um <laughs> oh i do the same thing. yeah so uh was mother by darren aronofsky um heard a lot about that film dude a, a lot of people again hated it yeah a, 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 another like filmmaker who is just so hit or miss with people it seems like um like i loved black swan and i love requiem for a dream so it's like I, I like what he does. Well, I, I do want to say on that one, there was probably a lot of people that got drawn in by Jennifer Lawrence's yeah. huge stardom, you know? Oh, and- yeah. It was a post-Hunger Games movie for her, so I'm sure a lot of people went to that film thinking, like, oh, here's Katniss Everdeen. Like, we're going to see her in this role. And, like... Was not that. No, absolutely not. Like, she is not Katniss in this movie. Honestly... I'm not going to sit here and draw parallels to Hunger Games and Mother because two very different movies. But one could argue that like women empowerment is a big like theme in both movies. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh yeah, I would I would say I would recommend Mother 
it's very much on the psychological thriller side of films, but it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it horror, but it's a very intense film. There's definitely times where like you can feel the heaviness of that movie. So, so, uh, yeah, uh, Darren Aronofsky's mother, fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it. So, uh, yeah, there's a photographer on Instagram. Uh, his name is Marcel. Uh, his, handle is cursed by morrow um like tomorrow without the tuh <laughs> so uh cursed by morrow um every every single post of his like i am instantly drawn to and just really appreciate he his editing style is really what makes the pictures like his composition is fantastic but his editing style is really what gives him his signature. And it's just like very dark tones, um, a lot of like muted greens and grays. And I just, every time he posts, I feel very inspired and uh, I just really appreciate the art that he's creating. So um, yeah, that's my best of 2019. Um, I don't read books, so there's none of that on my list. (laughs) So Dean, what's your what's on your list? So I have a one big thing that really caught my eye this year, and they've actually been doing it over two years now. Well, over two years. This is a, a YouTube channel called Astartes, and that's A S T A R T E S, um, and it is a animation that's ongoing. Uh, it's one guy, and he releases about a minute long clip every six months or so takes them about that long and it is all about space marines in warhammer 40k and i know i just dropped a bomb on a lot of people who probably have no idea what this (laughs) is but uh it's something that i i'm interested in uh it's not always the best stories but still pretty good stories when they write them the games are great. The lore behind it is awesome. And the aesthetic is what really draws me. But this guy has gone miles above and beyond on his uh, work. Yeah, like I I don't know anything about Warhammer 40k. But I did watch those videos and like they are beautiful looking. And like there's no dialogue in them at all. Nothing. It, it's completely like all visual and like it was so entertaining to see them because like there's really a story there and it's it's like you watch it and you're like why are these only a minute long because you really need more and that dude needs to be hired to create this cartoon for Warhammer 40k because like absolutely there's some meat there um the other cool thing about it that a lot of people who don't know much about it might get a kick out of is every single little bit is completely in canon lore wise perfect when in a lot of stuff like fan created stuff yeah just stuff in general it is really hard to stay lore friendly yeah especially when it's based off of a game which warhammer 40k originally started as a game and has expanded to so much more but every single little bit inside of that is completely lore friendly every device they use everything that happens every weapon that comes out 
um, every movement, it all makes sense. Um, and this is all a fan creation specifically for this guy's army that he painted himself and he wanted to give them more lore to his specific army that he made up. And so he's making an entire animation. And it's, that is insane. <laughs> it's gorgeous. I don't want to... So much dedication. I don't want to undersell this at all. It is by far one of my favorite animations of the past couple years. Now, I mean, that's competing with things like Coco. You know, that's <laughs> a great movie. Um, but yeah, it is fantastic. Another one I'll get into, uh, since we're doing things that aren't just in 2019, but stuff we found in 2019. Yeah. I finally watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, I know you guys <laughs> haven't watched that. Oh, <laughs> no. God. Oh, is that the video? That's the special? anime. Yeah, it's an anime. That anime, yeah. That thing is bizarre, <laughs> just like the title says. Yeah, I was going to say, they tell you <laughs> yeah. what you're getting into. And it is amazing at the same time. Uh, it took me months to finish everything that's come out. Uh, but I finally watched it and it was worth every second because that is the most wild out there creative thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Nothing makes sense in that show, but it all makes sense. It's insane. Oh all right. For my third thing, I really want to shout out uh, revamp. Uh, we did a little short mini documentary type uh, thing for them. Yeah. And I thought it was just the coolest thing. They yeah, were doing absolutely. uh what they do is they take clothes donations. You pay $10 and you can take as many of these clothes donations as you want. And anything that's not taken is sent to a charity. And they just have this incredible community behind them that's all about slow fashion rather than the fast fashion stuff. It's really really interesting to me. And I think what they're, how they are going about it, more than the fact they're doing it, is incredible. Because anybody can buy clothes from, like, you know, Goodwill yeah. and resell them. Yeah. But that's not what they're going for. They're going for, you know, donation style yeah. and making sure that people have clothes. And like you said, the community that they've built around it is amazing. Yeah. They supported us. By yeah, you know, giving us I an guess opportunity. This is a good like time to mention like yeah, we just started like a creative collaborative like partnership with them where that video was like our launching point into whatever else we're going to create in the future um associated with them. So, yeah, shout out to Amanda and uh all of the something modern uh like music collective, uh Mariah there's so many. They have a giant group of people that yes. they work with, and I will never be able to name them all. But there's so, so many people, guys. Yeah, yeah they're uh, awesome. Yeah, Revamp is great. So that's a good addition on your list. Definitely check them out at the Revamp.co because it is a whole ride if you're into the fashion yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. and on Instagram, they're uh, at the dot dot vamp. So, yeah, check them out. Stay up to date with all of their clothing swaps and uh, all their good stuff that they have. Madison, what are your uh, tops of 2019? Uh, so the first one would be the Joker. I absolutely adored 
that movie. Yeah, same. It is so intense. Do you remember the fridge oh, scene? Oh, do you when he sad. crawls in the fridge yeah, right near the end of the movie. Oh, dude, God. such a like a visual motif for the film, like. Watching that, I wish I could have crawled into a refrigerator while watching the movie. <laughs> Honestly. That's how uncomfortable it was. But it's like, but I you think- watch it, and it was one of those things you're like, holy cow, this guy is so crazy. He's crawling into a refrigerator. But at the same time, you're it, like, it fits the character. Yeah, but like, not even that. It You think about his whole life, he's thought, like, oh, maybe I'll have a safe space here, or maybe I'll have a safe space here, yeah. or here, or there. And never once has he ever found one because it's always been like, oh, you thought that was a safe place, but it's not anymore. Yeah. Oh, you thought people were cool with you, but they're not. I love that take on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I, when I saw the fridge scene, I was just like, what was that? Was he just trying to do something weird to be weird? But the safe space thing. No, that was was, the first. Like, It's a great way of describing it. Because like he's rejected at work. Like and he loves his job, but oh, he he's loves rejected his job so much. He's rejected at work, and then it's like he, you know, he finds comfort in speaking to his therapist. But then it's like, oh, our funding's getting cut. So sorry, can't come here anymore. Like it's like just everything. Just let me yeah. take this away from you. Let me take his this away mom. From you. All me... this stuff he thought about yeah. his mom is like completely wrong. So his mom is not even a safe yeah, space for nothing. him. Nothing. And so he's like, well, the fridge is the smallest space that I have that I think I could fit in. I'm going to go in there because at least regardless if it, I think it's safe, it's small. So yeah. I'm going to pretend it's safe. There's little and I'm room go for in. error. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I love that take. Absolutely. Well, thanks. <laughs> All right. What else do you have on there? I think the next one, which I didn't necessarily find him in 2019, but um, uh, there's an artist. His name is Dermot Kennedy. He is my all-time favorite artist ever oh musician 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 artist not like painter yeah um he's amazing like he's from ireland he's from ireland um but just listening to him sing is the most not in a bad way but chilling like it just it's very comforting (sighs) music um, and My I wouldn't even know stops. how to like explain his genre because he mixes like he fuses like folky compositions yeah. with like modern day like pop or uh-huh. maybe like hip hop kind of. But like, his voice is just breathtaking. Yeah, great singing voice. Yeah. One of those guys like you could he could sing a cappella in an empty room and you would stop to listen. Oh, one thousand percent. Um. I would literally recommend him to anyone if yeah. you are looking for music, um, need somebody new to listen to. If you like Louis Capaldi, but you're tired of hearing Louis Capaldi on the radio, <laughs> <laughs> then listen to Dermot Kennedy. Yes. Like um, I like that a lot. Glory is the first song I ever listened to. It's great, but uh, Without Fear is my favorite. Okay, and my third one, again, like, didn't come out in 2019 (laughs) came out pretty close to 2019 okay well whatever um is a quiet place which oh my goodness that movie i love that reaction from you because you don't like horror movies not at all i hate horror movies which is causes some friction here and there (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. pretty ironic buff and 
afraid of horror movies. Yeah. Afraid of her own shadow, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I love that uh, you like that movie because um, fantastic movie. I didn't think I was going to. I didn't want to watch it, actually. Have you seen it, Dean? Yeah. I watched it in theaters. Oh, probably. It, I I uh, I also saw it in the theater. So, yeah. Uh, amazing experience, especially like... The use of audio in that film. Yeah, it was really cool. It's such a good approach to silence, you know, I think. Um, yeah, I, I love their use of of silence in the film. Yeah, it was really cool. That was another movie that you were just like, like holding your chair. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh my God, yeah, like so I tense. can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, because... if I make a sound, the monster's going to hear yeah, me. Yeah, and it was yeah. like. Don't, and like don't they breathe. started the movie off with such a bang, like oh yeah, dude, that like the toy, yeah, just as soon as he presses the toy, yeah, and, and that's in the trailer, know. so it's not a spoiler. yeah, yeah, it's in the that's trailer. in the trailer, in the trailer. So, um, awesome, yeah. I guess that wraps up our 2019, and that wraps up this podcast. Uh, so before we close, um, you know, episode one has been out a couple weeks. We had some reviews. People left reviews for us on Apple Podcasts. So we'd like to give a quick shout out to Ashley Harris. Juliana De Janeiro. And Liz Price. Thank you so much for the kind words. Um, And thank you everybody else who listened to episode one. And if you're listening to episode two, we thank you just as much. (laughs) Leave a review and let us know how we're doing. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're at Sad Melon Media. Uh, I am at Logan R Mulligan. I'm at Mad Fox Photos. Dean doesn't have social media, so what's up with that? Roast him on the Sad Melon Media Instagram and <laughs> talk about why he's a boomer for not having social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Let us know what you want to hear on the next podcast. Yeah, if, if there's you... any topics you want us to talk about. If you want to be on the podcast, let us know. We're open to suggestions. Thanks for listening. This has been episode two. Thanks to Dean for being here. Dean's probably going to continue to be here uh, on the microphone. So here's to hoping. Yeah. He will be. Here's to hoping. Here's to hosting. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. Yep. We bring this is exclusive, Sad Melon Podcast exclusive. Dean is our third host. So. excellent so uh yeah thanks for listening check us out on social media um check us out at our website sadmelon.com and we'll see you later or you we won't see you you'll hear us later see you later toodaloo bye